This episode of the OrthoBullets podcast will go over the topic of extra abdominal desmoid tumor from the pathology section on orthobullets.com. Extra abdominal desmoid tumor is a fibrogenic lesion that is the most locally invasive of all benign soft tissue tumors. As far as the epidemiology of extra abdominal desmoid tumor, there are 900 cases a year in the United States. With respect to demographics, extra abdominal desmoid tumor is seen in younger individuals that is defined as 25 to 35 years of age. Females are more commonly affected than males in a 3 to 1 ratio, and there's a higher incidence in familial adenomatous polyposis and Gardner syndrome in 4 to 30% of patients. As far as location for extra abdominal desmoid tumor, they're most commonly found in the shoulder 20% of the time, then the chest wall slash back 17% of the time, and then the thigh 13% of the time. Greater than 50% of desmoid tumors are extra abdominal. Desmoid tumors may have multiple lesions in the same extremity. A subsequent mass usually appears more proximally in the same limb. And keep in mind that these lesions appear in sites of previous surgery or scars. As far as the genetics for an extra abdominal desmoid tumor, patients with familial adenomatous polyposis, or FAP, have increased risk for development of desmoid tumors. This has been a tested point on previous exams, so I'll say it again. Patients with familial adenomatous polyposis have an increased risk for development of desmoid tumors. 15% of these tumors have adenomatous polyposis coli, or an APC, gene mutation, and keep in mind that this gene controls beta-catenin. Therefore, there will be elevated levels of beta-catenin in all tumors. One more thing to mention about the genetics in extra abdominal desmoid tumor is that trisomy in chromosomes 8 or 20 have been implicated for manifesting extra abdominal desmoid tumors. Associated conditions with extra abdominal desmoid tumor to keep in mind include Dupuytren's contractures, letter hose disease, familial adenomatous polyposis, and Gardner syndrome. As far as the prognosis for extra abdominal desmoid tumor, there is a high risk of recurrence. These lesions are highly unpredictable. There's occasional spontaneous regression. However, there is no risk of metastasis or malignant transformation unless it's related to radiation. As far as symptoms, patients usually present with an enlarging mass, and they may have nerve compression, which can manifest as numbness, tingling, motor weakness, and or stabbing pain. On physical exam, these patients have a distinctive quote-unquote rock-hard feel on palpation because the tumor is fixed to the surrounding tissues. These lesions are poorly circumscribed and may be painful and limit motion around a joint. On imaging, radiographs play a minimal role in diagnosis. However, some tumors encroach on slash erode bone or trigger a periosteal reaction that extends into the tumor as quote frond-like spicules of bone. An MRI is the best means to diagnose an extra-abdominal desmoid tumor. Other indications include to exclude multicentric lesions in the same extremity. Findings on MRI include low signal intensity on T1-weighted images, low to medium intensity on T2-weighted images. Keep in mind that gadolinium enhances the appearance. These lesions tend to infiltrate the muscle. They tend to be 5 to 10 centimeters in size, and they may erode bone locally. The gross specimen of an extra-abdominal desmoid tumor tend to be gritty, white, and poorly encapsulated. Classic characteristics on histology are well-differentiated fibroblasts, uniform spindle cells with elongated nuclei and occasional mitoses, abundant collagen, and keep in mind that the tumor infiltrates adjacent tissues. 
As far as the molecular genetics slash immunohistochemistry, extra-abdominal desmoid tumors are 100% positive for estrogen receptor beta. This has been a tested point on previous exams, so I'll say it again. Extra-abdominal desmoid tumors are 100% positive for estrogen receptor beta. Other positives include somatostatin, cathepsin D, KI-67, and C-KIT. Negatives include estrogen receptor alpha, progesterone receptor, and HER2. Treatment of extra-abdominal desmoid tumor can be non-operative or operative. Non-operative management involves low-dose chemotherapy only slash tamoxifen. This is indicated for inoperable lesions. Keep in mind that tamoxifen is favored for failed slash poor candidates for standard chemotherapy. This works because most lesions occur in women and are more aggressive in women, especially premenopausal. Remember that tamoxifen works via an estrogen receptor blockage. As far as non-operative management for extra-abdominal desmoid tumors, tumors may remain stable and regress. Therefore, observation compares favorably with surgical management in some studies. Operative options for an extra-abdominal desmoid tumor includes wide surgical resection with radiotherapy. This is indicated for symptomatic lesions and recurrent lesions. Local recurrence is common, however, there's reduced recurrence with radiotherapy. And the external beam radiation dose is 50 to 60 grays. Complications to keep in mind include recurrence, and in margin-negative patients, there's a 28% recurrence with surgery alone and 6% recurrence with surgery plus radiation. In margin-positive patients, there's a 39% recurrence with surgery alone and 25% recurrence with surgery plus radiation. Okay, so now that we've gone over the major points about this topic, let's go over a few questions to apply the information and get a sense of how this topic has been tested on past exams. The first question reads, A 30-year-old female presents with an enlarging mass in her right arm. An MRI was performed, and a T2-weighted MRI slice demonstrates a desmoid tumor encasing the neurovascular bundle. A photomicrograph demonstrates bland sheets of spindle cells in dense collagen stroma, which is also characteristic of a desmoid tumor. The tumor is also found to express estrogen receptor beta. Which other neoplasm should this patient be screened for? And the choices are 1. Colon cancer, 2. Lung cancer, 3. Breast cancer, 4. Thyroid cancer, and 5. Renal cancer. The correct answer to this question is 1. Colon cancer. So this patient has an extra-abdominal desmoid tumor which has been associated with Gardner syndrome and familial adenomatous polyposis. These patients are at high risk for colon cancer. To quickly review, familial adenomatous polyposis is an autosomal dominant syndrome characterized by profuse adenomatous polyposis in the colon and rectum with nearly 100% lifetime risk of colon cancer. This is caused by a mutation of the APC gene. Desmoid tumors are rare and histologically benign mesenchymal tumors which grow aggressively and most are sporadic in nature. In patients with familial adenomatous polyposis, the prevalence is upwards of 21% and the risk is increased when there is a family history of desmoid tumors. Desmoid tumors may be found intra- or extra-abdominally. The most common locations for extra-abdominal desmoid tumors are the shoulder, chest wall-slash-back, and thigh. Desmoid tumors are also positive for estrogen receptor beta expression. Koskenkvo et al. performed a study to evaluate the risk of familial adenomatous polyposis among patients with desmoid tumors by using endoscopy and an APC gene mutation test. 
Of 106 patients, 10 already had a diagnosis of familial adenomatous polyposis. They found that the overall risk of familial adenomatous polyposis among patients with desmoid tumor was 4.8%. They conclude that patients with desmoid tumor have an elevated risk of familial adenomatous polyposis and should be screened accordingly. Slowick et al. wanted to identify the genetic mutations that put patients with FAP at high risk for desmoid tumors by performing a database study to identify patients with FAP and desmoid tumors. They found that mutations in the APC gene from codons 1310 to 2011 were the most common region encompassing 48% of published desmoid cases. They conclude that there is an increased risk for desmoid tumors in patients with APC mutations between codons 1310 to 2011. Moving on to the next question. Estrogen receptor blockade has been moderately successful treating which of the following tumors while reducing the morbidity of side effects associated with previous treatments? And the choices are 1. Desmoid tumor, 2. Ewing sarcoma, 3. Synovial sarcoma, 4. Multiple myeloma, and 5. Giant cell tumor. The correct answer to this question is 1. Desmoid tumor. So if you have good situational awareness and know that we're going over questions about desmoid tumor, you should have gotten this question correct. But to quickly review, moderate short-term success has been accomplished by treating desmoid tumors, also known as aggressive fibromatosis, with tamoxifen. These tumors can be found throughout the body and are benign, but can be locally aggressive. Among the soft tissue tumors, they have the highest rate of local recurrence after wide resection when adjuvant therapies are not used. Various chemotherapy and radiation regimens have been used to successfully treat these tumors. However, tamoxifen is the preferred choice for patients who cannot tolerate the side effects of traditional chemotherapy and radiation. Some studies have found that 100% of desmoid tumors express estrogen receptor beta. And moving on to the final question, which inherited condition shows a strong association with extra-abdominal desmoid tumors? And the choices are 1. Familial adenomatous polyposis, 2. Sinding-Larsen-Johansson syndrome, 3. Allier's disease, 4. Fanconi anemia, and 5. McCune-Albright syndrome. The correct answer to this question is 1. Familial adenomatous polyposis. So patients with familial adenomatous polyposis have a 10,000 times increased risk of developing extra-abdominal desmoid tumors. To quickly review, familial adenomatous polyposis is an inherited condition due to mutation in the tumor suppressor gene, APC, that manifests with multiple benign polyps in the epithelium of the large intestine with risk for malignant polyp transformation over time. The mutation in the APC tumor suppressor gene predisposes these patients to other neoplasms, including extra-abdominal desmoid tumors. This is the OrthoBullets podcast, a daily audio review session by OrthoBullets, the free learning and collaboration community for orthopedic surgery education. Keep in mind that these podcasts are designed to go along with the topics on orthobullets.com, and in fact, you can listen to these episodes right on the OrthoBullets website while going through the topic. If you've gotten any value from the OrthoBullets podcast so far, please consider leaving us a five-star rating and writing us a review on Apple Podcasts. It will help us spread the word and increase our discoverability tremendously. Thanks so much, and we'll see you all tomorrow.